0: This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It's Brian Mudd along with your local real estate pro, Lisa True, talking about the latest information in Palm Beach County real estate that you need to know to stay informed. And also, learn are to talk about some of the trends because there have been some uh, changes as there typically are, not just seasonally, but also with this economy, this market, and we also know that you have the impact as well of, of rising rates. But still, there is so much misinformation out there. You know, I continuously hear people just automatically assume, well, rates are higher, so it must be bad. Well, no, rates are higher. They're actually still historically low. So we'll talk about all this throughout the course of today's show. Before we get started, if you're not already there, go to truerealestate 911com And that's True Real estate 911com When you get there, it all makes sense. You're going to find the best local resource for real estate information anywhere. The Trues have plenty of information, videos to be able to help you uh, remain informed, stay informed. And you can even sign up for them to make sure you have the latest information delivered to you as it's made available. Plus, the ability to search the MLS in real time like you're the pro. It's right there for you for free. Truerealestate911.com. And you can always uh, reach out to the Trues, buying, selling, questions, you know, Trues ready to help. Call 561-972-8326, 561-972-8326. And Lisa, as uh, taking a look at the latest information on Palm Beach County real estate, looks like it's generally good, but a bit of a mixed bag.
1: Yes, there's definitely some improvements. There's uh, improvement in our median sales price. So that depends whether you're buying or selling, whether that's good <laughs> news or yeah. not. And inventory has actually gone up year over year, just a little bit. Um, and we're definitely seeing that in the marketplace that inventory in certain Price points, certain areas are starting to increase, which means there's more choices for buyers and less demand for sellers.
0: It looks like, uh, you know, if we take a look at everything in context, it's still been generally a bit more favorable for sellers than not. If we take a look at like days to contract, last June, 46 days, most recently, 43 uh, so when you take a look at the some of the most recent comps, it looks like the, the trend has actually uh, still been favoring sellers a little bit. Is that still the case in real time?
1: It is still the case. However, what many sellers have started to believe is that they can ask anything yeah. and still sell it for a great price. And that's really not the case. I mean, this is not a, you know, ignore the comps ignore the um, interest ignore the inventory so the ones that are pricing it right we're getting the marketing right and have the condition right, they're having success. The ones that are um, not able to get that pricing right, their homes are just sitting. And as days on market increase, then buyers are less interested in the properties.
0: Lisa, I see it all the time. You know, like a lot of folks, when something goes up for sale in the neighborhood, we'll take a look at it and see it almost more often than not that properties are obviously mispriced. What is it that is causing that? Is it simply a real estate agent that's willing to take a listing and and say whatever it takes to get it?
1: I think that um, it's having conversations of what somebody needs versus what the market will allow. And I believe that you get top dollar by pricing it right in that sweet spot. When you overprice a property, then there's fewer people that want to actually buy that property. Uh, Steve did a, a statistical study one time, and we'll bring that in and talk about it, where when you overprice it just a little, how you lose over half of the buyers in the marketplace. It was daunting when I saw that report, and I actually questioned his numbers on it. I couldn't believe that that much of a drop-off happened if you just were over 10%. And yet when we started looking at it and ch- and I he challenged my thinking, I realized he was right, which he usually is when it comes to data, right? <laughs> and yet it just didn't seem possible. So if you're just off a little bit, see everybody says, well, I can always come down. Well, you can, but you're gonna have to come down a lot more than if you'd priced it right to begin with. And the other thing that people always say, well, if I'm listed high, they'll throw me in a low offer. Not in today's market, they won't. Many times, buyers won't throw you that low offer. They'll just go to the one that's priced right. And there's always competition. Even in low inventory, there's competition of somebody who's priced right. And as inventory grows in an area, it's really important to get ahead of it, not try to chase behind it.
0: Well, we're taking a look at the market. We're continuing to see, not surprisingly, that the more affordable properties are faring best and on balance, the luxury properties are not. Although we are seeing a little bit of improvement again. This is, uh, I believe, like three out of the past four months, we've seen a little bit of improvement on the luxury side.
1: Yes, the luxury is now down to 11 months of inventory. And gosh, that sounds crazy (laughs) to say it that way, right? Because we are still in a buyer's market. And yet, It is better than what it was. I remember we were talking much higher numbers not that long ago. So I am super um, happy with the trend. Uh, Now, once again, that doesn't mean that you can, if you have a luxury home, just overprice it, right? You have to price it per the market. And we actually have created, going back to prior days, a checklist of ways to get top dollar as a seller. And there's you know, a formula, and this even goes deeper than just getting the the three things we've spoken about, even ease of showing. You wouldn't believe, Brian, how many properties we list that have been on the market, and they were so difficult to show. Agents just put them aside. We fixed some of the marketing, but also some of the ease of showing, making it attractive for agents to want to show it. And guess what? It sold, and sold for a great price, and sold quickly. So it is getting everything right, not just one little thing.
0: Lisa, when I take a look, even at the luxury side, faring a little bit better, the inventory coming down, it appears as though the reason the inventory's come down is simply some things that have been out there for a while came down, not that necessarily There has been a huge shift in the market otherwise, speaking to what you're talking about, about properties not being listed properly, not being priced right. For example, in that million-plus territory, we see that 152 properties came on market last month where 135 closed. So we had the inventory go down, but we actually had more come on than actually close, which would— seemed to indicate that, well, the, the reason it came down is simply because you, you had other listings that just were taken down for now. And, and, you know, it's, again, emphasizing what you're talking about, because we talk about the the value. But the other thing is, is being able to move on with your life. A lot of folks you see on the luxury side have been stuck in the same place for a year or, or even two years at this point.
1: And it's not just luxury. I, I see this a lot of times where people can sell, but mentally they they can't deal with the reality of whatever the number is. And one of the things, especially if you're moving, even if you're moving to another area, if you're going to buy another property, why not be where you want to be and allow the real estate market to adjust there, right? I don't think that you should just stay because of a number. Now, it's different if you can't. It's a whole different conversation. And yet, if you have equity and you're just being stubborn because you do not want to sell it for less than you think you should sell it for, like I said, go buy where you want to be and enjoy life. Because let's face it, life's short and you might as well enjoy it. Be where you want to be instead of being stuck and tied to a house. Another thing to think about, if your home is listed for sale and nobody's making an offer on it, you are actually the highest bidder for that home. <laughs> Just a thought. That's well, a good point.
0: <laughs> You're making a lot of sense. Now when we take a look, uh, you know the median and the average sales price, something else came into focus here. We're continuing to see, you know price appreciation year every year, anywhere from you know, about three to over four uh, percent. But we're seeing what appears to be a normal rate of of market return. Historically, real estate's around 4%. So, you know, for a long time, we've been kind of in recovery mode coming back from the recession, and then even over the past couple of years though, we weren't seeing uh, the, the big spikes. We were still seeing, you know, larger numbers that were making some people nervous because the question was, well, is this sustainable? We're kind of where we probably should be from a sustainability standpoint at this point, it would appear.
1: Yes, I think we're at a kind of a healthy standpoint. And we're even seeing some communities where their prices are sliding backwards a little bit. Um, and so, it, you know, and that a lot of it, I believe, has to do with too many homes coming on the market all at once, mm-hmm. overpricing happening, things sitting on the market longer. So when you when you overprice a home, you actually impact the value of today, but also of the future. Because if there's too many overpriced properties, eventually somebody's going to say enough's enough, drastically drop their price, and that becomes the new comp, right? So if you price it right, you're actually helping you, which is the number one thing you would need to think about. But then also the continued growth of your community.
0: You know, something else that I I found to be interesting, taking a look at this from a sustainability standpoint, I always like looking at uh, the percentage of cash deals that are being done, uh, because that obviously can be a tell if people are are being stretched. And year over year, when we take a look, uh, we actually saw, despite the higher prices, uh, slightly more all cash deals than we did this time last year, which continues to show that people by and large are well positioned for the homes they're buying
1: we are definitely seeing more cash and i think we will continue to see that as long as our international buyers continue to come we're watching that very carefully i mean there's so many changes going on internationally that obviously that impacts south florida at a very high level the nice thing about the international buyer is that let's face it they spend more money they really do they're not buying generally fixer uppers they're buying Uh, properties that say, wow, and properties that they can show their friends and say, look what I just bought in the United States. Florida was still number one for international buyers. We are 19% of all the international buyers buy in Florida. Now, obviously not all of them are in Palm Beach County. However, we get our share of them. And so we always watch that international market because that's a big part of our cash. And the Northeast is another big part of our cash because they have a lot of equity in their homes, and they come down here and they think our prices are really affordable.
0: Yeah, no question about it. We've uh, we've talked about the differences between a lot of areas, not just in the Northeast, but internationally as well. And kind of to your point, we've actually seen the euro fare a bit better uh, against the dollar here of late. And, and that is a part of why it's so important to have that kind of strategy. I know you guys are constantly looking for those international opportunities.
1: Yes, and every time we travel, we build relationships. Uh, we have uh, somebody traveling right now to three different countries and while they're there, they're obviously enjoying a little bit of time off, but they're also looking to who do they need to meet in order to bring more opportunities to our company for and our clients for future international business.
0: Now, the next move here, real estate's always seasonal. South Florida is always a little bit different than the norm. You know, as we're heading into fall and it's kind of crazy that it's August already. You know, what what are the trends? What's changing right now in today's real estate market?
1: Well, our calls and our visits are definitely up for people that are looking for seasonal product. Makes sense. Uh, They do not want to be stuck with winter again. They just don't.
0: And how important to, you know, I'm thinking in season this year because of the new tax law. We've talked a lot about the higher tax states, many of which are traditional snowbird states in the first place. This now becomes real. It's the first season where they're staring at tax implications that could mean, for many people, tens of thousands of dollars of difference for high net worth individuals, potentially more than that.
1: So we really have two different types of people looking to come to Florida. We have the seasonal person who is coming down to escape winter. And then we have the person who says, how do I make this my primary residence? Uh, From a tax standpoint, uh, they're not buying second homes because they're probably going to have a challenge with that. Um, They are coming down to actually buy a permanent residence and establish evidence that they are a Florida resident. And so we really have two opportunities in the marketplace. Um, The new uh, permanent resident is, many of them are pre-retirement. Many of them own own businesses or um, have careers where they can work anywhere that they want to work. And they say, first of all, why not live in Florida, Right, you know, because they also don't want to do winter again. And yet they're really looking at it from a tax benefit standpoint. Uh, We're putting together a great webinar with a tax professional, our mortgage professional and myself with more information on this, because we know this is a hot topic for people in the Northeast.
0: Yeah, no question about it. And to your point as well about you know the international buyer and what they're looking for, obviously, these individuals, if you're coming down here for tax purposes, approximately only 6% or so of people this really applies to, you're talking about those that are going to be uh, likely of well above average means and thus are going to be looking for significant properties.
1: Yes. I mean, most of the people that are looking at uh, at this are in that luxury price point. Um, Because like I said, they're not looking at second homes. That's really not going to fly for most of them. They're going to have to make it a legitimate residency if they're coming down here for uh, tax reasons. Uh, The states up north are not going to want to easily let go of those tax dollars. So it's important to have a strategy. That's why we've teamed up with people that can actually answer those tax questions and help them kind of be... On point with it versus just thinking, oh, I'll go buy something and then, okay, that really doesn't qualify for what you need. So it's important.
0: I want to ask you a little bit about rates and the impact in the market because I come across a lot of people that just go, well, they're higher than they have been. That's true. It's funny. I was taking a look and, uh, you know, when we purchased uh, about six and a half years ago. The rates today are no different than they were six and a half years ago. Uh, in, in other words, yes, the Federal Reserve has been raising rates. But even in, in years recent where the Fed was at a lower Fed funds rate, we actually had rates that were comparable to where we are now in the in the four in change range, the four and a half range, what have you. I mean, that is not only still historically low with average 30-year fixed rate mortgages over 8%, but a lot of people just go, well, they're higher, so it must not be good. And and are you having to kind of play through that a little bit with some people that might not have good information?
1: You know, I think most people um, are not all that uh, focused on interest rates. The ones that are feeling it are the ones that thought about purchasing last year and actually went and got pre-approved and found out what they could afford, and then for some reason they didn't purchase, and now they're finding out that they can no longer qualify for that amount because the rates are higher uh, from what they were a year ago, Right. right? So those are the ones that are being impacted by it most, and yet we've been able to even help those buyers because we've been able to put together a plan and say, okay, this is your first home, it doesn't have to be the dream home as we always say, And how do we find you something that will be something that you'll love and then have a good exit strategy for the next home? So I think those are the ones that are really impact, the ones that had planned to buy and then didn't. And now they're comparing, well, wait a minute, I could buy, I could, you know, 90,000 more last year. And in the three and 350 and under losing 90,000 is a lot of money and a lot of buying power. So. That's really where we've seen it. And yet, like I said, we've been able to still help that buyer get uh, a property that they're thrilled with.
0: And again, the most important thing if you're thinking about real estate decisions is to have good information. So you can make informed decisions. So if you're not already there, again, go to truerealestate 911com and the Trues, they're ready to help you. You don't have to be looking to buy or sell. They're they're happy to answer questions. 561 972 8326